0: What is up, everybody? Uh, Episode 7? Sheesh. Episode 7 of the Will Wonder Pod. These 7 weeks have just flown by, haven't they? (laughs) Um, Hope everyone has been well since we last spoke. Um, Let's see. What's been going on with me since the last podcast? We we celebrated my wife's birthday. Uh, Both got pedicures, which, you know, that was cool. Nails, toenails are painted. A nice glittery, clear color. So yeah, I mean, not like anyone's going to see my feet, but just in case I'm, you know, get caught shoeless on the gram in a post from my wife, then you all understand what had happened. Um, what else did we do? We, we watched a movie. It was okay. Uh, called the vanished on Netflix. Um, The first 80 minutes of the movie, you're really pissed off, and then the ending, you kind of get it. So I'll just say that. If you want to stick through the whole movie, great. It wasn't amazing, so if you don't watch it, you know, no big loss either. Um, Shout out to my mother-in-law for taking my son that day and watching him. Uh, It was nice. Me and my wife were able to have a nice, calm lunch together at home. You know, we ate probably way too many treats, tons of crumble cookies and cakes and all kinds of shit that, you know, made us feel a little heavy (laughs) the next couple of days, but it was really nice to, you know, just have some alone time. So again, thanks to my mother-in-law for watching our son. Uh, Moving on to Saturday, which was a big day in my household. We had North Carolina playing Duke in men's basketball. So I'm a huge North Carolina fan. My wife is a huge Duke fan. And hey, listen, she's as close to perfect as one can be but you know nobody's 100% perfect her one fault is being a blue devil fan so i'll just leave it at that anyways uh north carolina did beat duke um i also you know one of my best friends is a duke fan i have a lot of other friends that are that are duke fans so it was really really nice to see that north carolina win even if duke's having a down year and north carolina's having a down year still you know you know it still goes up on the records so Chalk up a win for North Carolina. That was great. Move to Sunday. Man, the Super Bowl, that was crazy. Um, Mahomes was just running for his life, and I don't think anyone anticipated that, and I sure as shit didn't on the Super Bowl preview with Kurt. Um, it was the worst statistical game of his career. <laughs> there was a stat that came out that said he ran for almost 500 yards total behind the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, you all watched it. He was all over the place, trying to get away from those blitzes. Um, the offensive line was in shambles, so it was crazy. Chiefs held to three field goals. You know, I, I swear, any picks that I made after the wild card round were just bad picks. But honestly, and I don't care who it is, nobody saw this coming. So tough game for Mahomes. Looks like he's having surgery on that toe. Uh, I really enjoyed the halftime performance by the weekend. They had said that he put, uh, $7 million of his own money into the performance, which, which, uh, you know, seems pretty nuts, but, but again, really enjoyed that performance. It's up there with one of my favorites. It it wasn't, um, quite like the Prince performance or Bruno Mars, but, you know, I still enjoyed it. Um, and then you look at the end of the game, you know, Tom Brady getting a seventh ring, um, which in today's sporting world, seven championships seems damn near impossible for anyone, any one person in a team sport. I mean, yes, Robert Ory did it in the NBA, but, and he did have some big shots. I don't want to downplay Robert Ory's contributions to his teams, but Tom Brady's the guy on the Patriots teams. He's the man on this Bucks team. Of course, he has a great surrounding, uh, supporting cast, but without a doubt, you have to add him to... You know, that goat, Mount Rushmore, along with Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, and of course, the nature boy, Ric Flair. And I don't want to hear any talk that he shouldn't be on that goat, Mount Rushmore. Um, Okay, let's move on. On the music side of things, Cardi B dropped a song uh, entitled Up. Which you know, I just thought was okay. Um, I'll be totally upfront, I'm not the biggest Cardi B fan. I do uh, enjoy her songs, and I uh, totally respect her story and and how she's came to be where she's at. Um, but up just didn't hit it for me. Uh, but being that she is Cardi B, the song will do really well on the charts. Right now, it's uh, I believe it's number two, if I remember correctly, on the Apple Music charts. Um, more music news dropping this Friday. The soundtrack for the film *Judas and the Black Messiah* comes out. Uh, it has a lot of really good artists on there. Uh, Her, who has a song uh, that I had shared on my Saturday selections post on the Instagram page, um, Nas is on the sound uh, is on the soundtrack. Uh, ASAP Rocky, JID, Dom Kennedy, Sir Rockim and uh, there's a song on there that I'm really, really excited to hear, and it's uh, with Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z, and the track's called What It Feels Like, so really, really excited to hear that soundtrack, hear that song specifically. The movie uh, Judas and the Black Messiah comes out Friday as well. It'll be in theaters and HBO Max, and um, me and my wife will more than likely be watching that Friday evening. One last thing on the music side, I, uh, with Valentine's Day coming up, I created a love and hip hop playlist for you all to enjoy on Apple Music. I'll put the link in the in the uh, podcast description, but essentially it is exactly what it sounds like: uh, love hip-hop love songs, I guess you would say. So check that out. Let me know what you think. I have a number of other really good playlists on there, uh, as well as 2021's Best So Far. Again, I do this every year going on Apple Music anyways, going back to 2018. Uh, the play, That specific playlist is capped at 50 songs, and I add songs each week. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Okay, let's get into some NBA notes. Last week, Fred Van Fleet dropped 54 54 points on my Orlando Magic to set a Toronto Raptors single-game scoring record that was previously held by DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar had 52 points. You know, it was interesting when I saw this because you would have thought, at least I thought, that Vince Carter... would have held that record but the most points that Vince had ever scored in a game was actually 51 and that wasn't until he was with the at that time New Jersey Nets the first season after leaving Toronto Uh they had announced the NBA All-Star game will be happening which on in all honesty you know seems a little bit weird with everything that's going on with COVID LeBron came out and says that it really doesn't make sense either It just seems too risky uh, to have all those players in one place, the travel, people being there. But, you know, you have to think the NBA has thought this through. So we'll see. Uh, And speaking of COVID and the NBA was watching uh, the Nets game on Friday and KD gets pulled out in the third quarter uh, due to the health and safety protocols which prior to the game, they weren't sure if he was going to play, but he was cleared to, and then in the third quarter, he gets pulled out. Um, but the game continued to play, and I understand that him getting pulled out obviously means doesn't mean that he has COVID. They get tests prior to the game, but my only thought is if he's playing almost through two and a half quarters and he's around all the players, if they're, if he does have it somehow, <laughs> everyone else is going to have it. Uh, as well, more than likely. So that was weird. And we all saw his tweet, free seven. Uh, And it's like, you know, it's not that serious as far as you being, you know, not free. You're pretty free. Uh, But it does suck. And it doesn't really make a ton of sense that he goes into the game and then he gets pulled out third quarter and the game continues. That was my only point. The game actually continuing after KD is pulled out because essentially wouldn't everyone... Be a part of the contact tracing at that point. I don't know, but he he'll be back shortly, from what uh, all reports are. Uh, moving on, we had a very fun game with Dallas and Golden State. Steph versus Luca was incredibly fun. Uh, final score was one thirty four, one thirty two. Dallas. Steph had fifty seven points. I believe he had thirty in the first half. Luca had forty two points and eleven assists. Uh, Mavs are looking a little bit better as of late, but they still need that number two option. And Porzingis isn't it. I don't, I don't believe so. Um, When Luka's off the floor, the offense just looks so stagnant. You know, as much as they have veterans like Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. and a couple other guys who have been known to be able to score at times, like they, they're not the ones to lead the offense. So they're going to have to figure something out there in Dallas. Um, There was a trade since we last spoke. Derrick Rose heads back to the Knicks to reunite with uh, Coach Thibodeau. In exchange for uh, Rose, Detroit gets Dennis Smith Jr. and a second round pick. And in all honesty, I like the trade for both teams. Um, We don't know what Dennis Smith Jr. can do, but If you look at Detroit, they're not trying to win right now. They're trying to draft Cade Cunningham in the summer, more than likely, to run that team. So I think it's only a matter of time before they move Blake Griffin, as long as someone can take on that contract. Somehow it's probably going to have to be a three-team trade. But um, they're not looking to win anytime soon in Detroit. The Knicks, who have been surprisingly good, number one defense in the league, um, they might be looking to try to make some noise in the East you don't see them doing anything to the top two or three teams in the playoffs. um, But they could be fun to watch. So keep an eye on the Knicks. Um, Okay. Now this next part here, let let me, let me just uh, preface this in the last uh, podcast. I had brought up five possibilities for MVP, my MVP ladder, if you will. And I got a lot of, upset jazz fan saying how could you put Steph Curry there their team his team is shit which they're not they are they're while I'm recording this they're a half a game back from the fifth seed I believe uh yes and you know they're they're tied for that sixth seventh and eighth spot so you can't really say their team is shit What the Jazz fans uh, and the ones that message me in particular want me to do is add somebody from the Utah Jazz to that MVP list, which right now I just can't do. The Jazz are playing extremely well. They're the best team in the NBA uh, when it comes to their record, and there's no debating that they're playing great. But there isn't just one guy who is standing out that says, you know, if you take him out, they're not winning. And I think that was shown when Donovan Mitchell was injured and Clarkson came in and filled that role. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Clarkson is anywhere near as good um, as a whole player as Donovan Mitchell, but you get what I'm saying, right? There's not one guy that without them, the team dramatically decreases in efficiency. So let me just say that. Talking about awards and my MVPs uh, from last week, we are a quarter of the way through the season. So I thought I'd throw out some actual awards for the first quarter. Um, and we will go ahead and start with the, uh, why don't we just start at the top? We'll start with the MVP who last week I said, Joel Embiid's probably number one. And I still stick to that. Um, at the very first podcast doing the NBA preview, I had picked, uh, Dame Lillard who was having a good season, but Not to the level of Joel Embiid, in my opinion. Right now, Embiid is averaging 29.3 points, 10.7 boards, 1.3 steals, and 1.2 blocks per game. So, great numbers, and Philly is really, really good when Embiid is playing. Rookie of the year, uh, right now you have to give it to LaMelo Ball. I had previously picked Wiseman. Wiseman, I'd say, is a strong second or third candidate here. Uh, for rookie of the year, but right now you got to give it to Ball. He just moved into the starting lineup in Charlotte, averaging 14 points per game, 5.9 uh, rebounds, 6.2 assists, and 1.4 steals. Also, keep an eye on Halliburton from Sacramento. Uh, he's a good one to watch for the rookie of the year. He's been he's been really good, and it seems. Uh, You know, he just comes in and does what the Kings need. They, when they drafted him, I thought it was a little bit confusing as they already had De'Aaron Fox, Um, but you know, they're playing really well together. So good for the Kings. It's been a very, very, very long time since we probably said we, not on this podcast, but the general media um, has said anything really good about the Sacramento Kings. So that's cool to, uh, to see. I do wish that Obi Toppin would get more run in New York. I think he's a really good player. I know he had an early injury and came back from that, um, and he's also sitting behind Julius Randle, who's having you know the best season of his career. So I get it that he's not getting a ton of minutes, but I just wish he, uh, Toppin would get a little bit more than ten minutes per game. But it's a long season, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Sixth man of the year, I you have to go Jordan Clarkson. I don't. Th- you could probably. Have a small argument for uh, Boucher or uh, Boucher from Toronto, but Clarkson is doing exactly what the Jazz need. He's averaging almost 18 points per game off the bench, shooting close to 40% from three. Um, And like I said earlier, when Donovan Mitchell went out, he filled that role, did exactly what they needed, and they kept winning. So, um, yeah, Clarkson has to be the pick. If he keeps his play up, there's no doubt that it'll be him uh, with the sixth man of the of the year uh, at the end of the season. Defensive player of the year, this one's really tough. So I picked Ben Simmons, who, you know, he's playing good defense, but he's not a top three guy right now in that category. Um, right now, you have to go with Anthony Davis, I think. And Gobert is right there behind him. I know Davis isn't um, having a great offensive year so far. He's had a lot of um, games where he's actually been down offensively, where it almost looks like he's just cruising. Uh, but he has been the anchor of the Lakers' defense, and they have the second best defense in the league by, behind the Knicks. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, who I had stated previously. So uh, one guy to look out on this is Miles. Look out for on this award is Miles Turner. Who's averaging almost four blocks a game and over one point, uh, right around 1.2 steals. But the thing with Turner is the Pacers aren't great. And, you know, I think that goes into it a little bit. Uh, depending on what team you're on, you you may not receive uh, looks, even if you're doing well, minus rookie of the year. So uh, again, uh, minus injury. And unless, you know, someone starts blazing ahead, this will come down to Davis and Gobert at the end of the year coach of the year, I have the one and only Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder. Um, I think you could look at Thibodeau for this in New York, because honestly, who saw them playing this type of defense? Who thought that they would be good? Nobody. I had originally picked Steve Nash. Um, You know, right now it's a mess in Brooklyn compared to what we thought it would be. So Uh, the, you know, easy case for coach Snyder jazz are the best team in the league, playing great defense, shooting great from three. They look amazing to this point. So, uh, right now you'd have to give it to Snyder for coach of the year, one third of a way through the season. See, see, I can be, I can say nice things about the Utah jazz whiny, whiny ass jazz nation. Uh, anyways, let's move on here. What are we talking about in this podcast? So coming up, I have a very special guest. My wife, Uh, she's coming on to discuss some Valentine's gift ideas for all of you who may not have a gift (laughs) ready at this point. You have a, you know, six days left. So um, we have we talk about some gift ideas um, that you can do that doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money. Um, I'm also going to be starting a segment. Um, I think I'll drop it once a month on the podcast and I'm essentially just going to call this tales from the DJ booth. So I got this idea from a listener who had DM'd me on Instagram asking me about, uh, my Kevin Garnett story that I had kind of teased when I was interviewing my friend, Mike Thompson. Uh, he was telling his stories as a ball boy, so. We will have the first edition of Tales from the DJ Booth. And lastly, we will give away some roses. So, coming up, uh, we'll have my wife on to discuss those Valentine's Day gift ideas. Uh, but first,
1: this. It just said, bingo. Bingo! How fun! How fun indeed it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Will Wonder Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate because algorithms, you know. My name is Nate Chacon III, and I am the host of Short Story Bingo. If this is your first time hearing about it, welcome. If not, the retention program has been working. What I do on my podcast is I'm a glorified narrator to stories that you have heard and some that you have not. It's like libro.fm, sorta. Think audiobooks with live commentary or reading stories that your friend interrupts with what the f*** throughout. From how the Grinch stole Christmas to Harold from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series, all the way to EZ's Downfall. There's something for everyone. Available everywhere you stream your podcasts. Also find us on IG at Short Story Bingo and shortstorybingo.com. Now, back to the show. Okay,
0: guys, with Valentine's Day coming up this Sunday, um, you know, I thought it'd be beneficial for a female being that 90% of my demographic is male who listens to the podcast to come on and just discuss some ideas around Valentine's day. Um, so what other, what, what, what better female than my own wife? So Havala, how are you?
2: What up, what up, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm nervous and wasn't sure how to, what to do, but I'm good. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've been an eager outsider to Kind of get on the podcast and talk with you, and I'm excited and nervous. Yeah. Well,
0: anytime you want to come on, <clears throat> we're just in the basement. Okay. So, <laughs> um, okay, so let's just get started. Uh, Valentine's Day is this Sunday. There's a, a number of different things that one could do or gifts one could get on Valentine's, um, but I know that you've kind of thought about it to try to help me out. Not that I need help getting you anything for. Valentine's You're actually Day. a great.
2: Gift giver, I'm the one that kind of. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're always very thoughtful and considerate. Not that I'm not, but you're just (laughs) you're always good at giving gifts. So you should be the one doing this.
0: (laughs) Well, I would, but I don't think my listeners would listen to me saying it. So (laughs) here you are. (laughs) Um, but first off, I guess is Valentine's Day important to you?
2: Uh, not really, and I only say that because i don't really rely on valentine's day to be the only time where we show love and affection and appreciation for each other every day's valentine's day no but really right. <laughs> but really i think i think it's a nice holiday and i think there are some couples and people that get really into it whether you're you have a partner or not or you do like a galentine's um, you know i think it's it's nice but i wouldn't say it's important to me i think now that we have a little boy now uh, priorities have shifted. So anything that's around him is probably the most important. So, I mean, I know we were both excited to, you know, doorbell ditch him and give him little Valentine's gifts. So in that sense, I'm super excited for it.
0: Yeah. That'll be fun. You, you had said Galentine's day for those who don't know what that is. What's, what's a Galentine's day? So <laughs> I personally, have never done it because
2: I'm such a hermit. I love staying inside, but it's essentially, What I've seen on the social media (laughs) is that a group of women will go out, preferably not when we're in a pandemic, and celebrate Valentine's Day, but just as, you know, the girlfriends or the friends. And, I mean, obviously anybody can do it. It can be a guy in day. (laughs) It's not gender-specific to anybody, but it's just a group of friends that go out and just celebrate what I like to think of just self-love, self-care, and just the love for their friendship. So I think that's also a fun option that people can do, over zoom, or I know a lot of people can go eat outside or you can wear your mask inside a restaurant, but I think that's a fun way to celebrate Valentine's day with a twist on it.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. So I know I had asked you to, to come up with just some, some ideas for, you know, the, the gentlemen that listen to this podcast, some things that they might be able to give to their significant other. Um, let's touch on some of those. So what do you have? Uh, what do you have there?
2: Well, gentlemen or women or whomever, whomever, whomever. um, anyone that's struggling to give their partner, their loved one, a Valentine's day gift. So I fall in this category.
0: (laughs) So am I
2: giving (laughs) these
1: things?
2: (laughs) So I'm giving advice to myself. Um, but I think especially with the pandemic going on, so many of us are self-isolating with our loved ones and we see each other literally constantly. (laughs) So
0: all day, all day. day.
2: <laughs> so I think what a good thing would be to do is just to find a way to connect with your partner. And it doesn't have to be like a physical touch, but it could be just to sit down and just really talk to each other. And you and I actually bought a game called, I'm looking it up right now, that love connection game.
0: Right. Yep. That's fun.
2: Yeah. And it just talks about past, future, present um, intimacy, friendships. And it's interesting because each card obviously has a different topic and you just talk a little bit more deeply about that topic.
0: So, right. You just draw a random card out of the box and it'll have a question and you can both, you know, talk about it. And yeah. it's, pro- it's probably stuff that you already know, but you don't generally talk about every day or week or month, especially if you have a toddler, you Probably don't Sometimes talk about you don't it talk at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're just two farts <laughs> passing in the wind. <laughs> but if you literally, li- yeah, li- literally, right? <laughs> but that's a fun game, and that's just on Amazon, and it just makes you talk to each other a little bit more in depth about things that you usually don't talk about ever, or maybe just a little bit here and there. So even something was having a glass of wine and just playing a game like that, I think, can be really fun. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are really strapped for cash with the pandemic and people losing jobs. And I, we can go on and on. So I think to me, the best gift is just a free, thoughtful gift. So maybe you can create a euphoric playlist from songs from your wedding or when you very first started dating, when you were in that kind of crush phase, mm-hmm. or maybe you can just dance in the living room to your wedding song or to a song that means something to you, or even cooking dinner together could be really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I know when I was courting you, I made quite a few playlists, CDs at the time.
2: <laughs> yes, you did. They're all very sweet. And, you know, yeah. you know, I'd love to hear something like that on Valentine's and, <laughs> you know, throw on my ball gown and go for a dance. <laughs> but it really is. I mean, even just like that moment between Doug and I, it's just we did take a small trip down memory lane. and It is fun to have those laughs and those feel good feelings. And so I think, you know, creating a playlist can be super euphoric and a lot of people um, are really drawn to music. So that could be a fun way. And then, you know, some other things you can do depending on what your love language is, which I'll get into in a sec, you can do massages or you can exchange a handwritten note and read them out loud together. And I know a couple of times, I don't think we've done it on Valentine's day, but we just wrote down the top 10 things or just 10 things that we love about each other. Mm -hmm. And then we shared that and that was kind of emotional and fun. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be anything that costs anything. I feel like if you're with the right person, they're not going (laughs) to, if you give them something free, that's extremely thoughtful and they're mad, then that might not be. What is this shit? Right. (laughs) They crumble up the note and throw it in your face. This might not be your person. May not be the
0: one. Right. Yeah.
2: So, however, (laughs) you know, if I were to get something, Fancy and shiny and expensive, would I reject it and say no, go write me a letter
0: yeah.
2: no i would not i Le- would
0: that's good to know for okay. the future right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but anyways, yeah, so those are just some free ideas and some ideas just to be able to stay home and um, stay safe during the pandemic
0: right and you you uh, while you were talking about those, you talked about love languages what what's a love language so very literally, it's the language you speak through love.
2: So, um, <laughs> there's a website. English, no. <laughs> so there's anyway. So, there's about five different love languages. There's words of affirmation. So that's kind of where the writing a love letter or a poem comes into play. You should write mm. me a poem, okay? Or a haiku. Mm. If you had to write me one right right now, what would it?
0: Let's, let's go into the next one, and then I'll spitball some stuff okay. <laughs> <laughs> for later.
2: And then there's acts of service, so doing something for them. So that's not necessarily like you two volunteering and going to the YWCA and <laughs> mopping the floors or whatever. But it could be you know, if you know your partner's stressed or overwhelmed, maybe you do the dishes or you help clean the toilets or you vacuum or you just do those little tasks that you know your partner's dreading to do or doesn't want to do, and that's a way to show your love. Obviously, you don't want to do that for Valentine's Day, because if you're in a 50-50 partnership, you know, you should be vacuuming and doing those things. But you guys get what I'm saying. And then quality of time, which is my love language, since no one asked. (laughs) Quality of time. I was going to get to that at the end of it, but go ahead. Since no one cares what mine is. (laughs) But quality of time, I think, is super big, especially now in the pandemic, because you are spending so much time together. But, you know, are you spending quality time together? So, and it could be anything from just playing Scrabble together and having wine, which we've done, which has been super fun, or maybe just renting an Airbnb and going up to the mountains for a night, or just giving them, honestly, that undivided attention without the TV on, without your phone on, and just, you know, having that moment with them and sitting on the same side of the couch, which I know is hard. We're definitely separate couch sitters. (laughs) is how our room's set
0: up. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's the logistics of the room, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: And a fun fact, Doug's love language is uh, physical touch, which is the next one. That's his number 1 and that is my last one. So <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> so that works well for us. We, it's actually
0: <laughs> we balance each other out.
2: Yes. <laughs> so I give him a pat on the back and he just doesn't touch me and it just works out well. <laughs> But it's interesting, I took this quiz twice, and the first time I did it a couple months ago, the percentage for physical touch for me was 3%, so not zero. Mm -hmm. But then I took it again, and I jumped up to six. Oh, doubled it. So all I'm saying is that I want an additional high five throughout the day (laughs) (laughs) to satiate my physical touch. But anyways, about physical touch, it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be non-sexual. It could be holding... It could be
0: sexual as well.
2: Or it could not, (laughs) you know. um so it could be just holding hands or kind of hugging throughout the day or i don't know what else what would you say non-sexual just
0: yeah i mean a hug you know what i mean a high five hands to the face (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know i mean there's a lot you know yeah, holding the holding hands whatever
2: Yeah. yeah i mean or even if you guys are cooking or passing each other in the in the hallway you know it could be a cute little brush to the bum or a little shoulder rub or just some sort of you know notification you know letting your partner know that you know you see them you feel them but it's just something small that means a lot to them right and the last one is receiving gifts so and again this doesn't have to be crumble cookies to the doorstep all the time which also is not a bad thing But it could be maybe getting your partner's car washed or picking them up a little treat from the gas station or from when you go to the store. Um, Or even you could set up, you know, a little virtual concert where I know a lot of musicians are doing that and you could buy tickets for that or log into that. And that could be something fun that you guys could do. But I just think at the end of the day, if you give your partner anything, you just put thought into it and do a, you know, a thinking of you gift. So just make it personal to them. Don't just go online and say Valentine's Day gifts 2021. It depend it all depends on what your partner wants. So just mm-hmm. be open with them, talk with them, take the love languages quiz together. It's it's really interesting, it's fun and then talk about those and then act from that.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I'll put the link to the to that quiz in the uh, podcast notes. Um but one thing I wanted to uh to touch on. If you're googling um 2021 Valentine's gifts you, you don't have a lot of time, right? So
2: <laughs> Amazon Prime,
0: Amazon Prime is there. But <laughs> I, I think, again, these all all these ideas uh, are m- much more personal um, and, and show, you, you know, honestly, to me, show that you love them more than just getting them, you know, a new shirt, whatever. Right.
2: But some people might like a new shirt.
0: That's very true. And it all depends on your partner. So that's something you're going to have to. No, hopefully. I can't guide you. We can't guide you all the way, right? We're right. just here to help.
2: We can lead a horse to water, but we can't make him drink. So we've created the Valentine's Day Pond. Yep. Now we you just have... got to
0: drink out of it. Just take a drink. Yep. Okay. Sip. Um, we're going to get to a couple more things here. One thing I wanted to point out, we had asked our son, who, um, as many of you know, will be three years old soon, what uh, are some good Valentine's gifts for someone you love? And... Um, Hav, would you go ahead and let them know what a three-year-old thinks would be a great Valentine's gift for someone that you love?
2: Yes. So in this order, he said sharks, which that actually could be cool if you had, you know.
0: If you have the money to get a shark. Right. Do it.
2: Um, sea creatures. So a starfish, Mm -hmm. maybe a jellyfish, you know, a sea anemone. And then beans that got, I think he just, his eyes averted to the table and he saw his, um. Baked beans sitting there ready to (laughs) eat. So I think he thought of that. And then he said a sea snake. Mm -hmm. Then a snake. Different. Yeah, they are different because there are snakes that live in the water. Sorry. I know. That's scary. (laughs) And then a regular snake. And then a mosasaur. He's really into a prehistoric sea life. That's actually a request he has for the iPad. But a (laughs) mosasaur is essentially a giant, giant reptile sea creature. What was it on, Jurassic
0: Park? Yeah, it's on the Jurassic World movie. It comes out of the uh, water and eats the, I think it's Great a shark. Yeah. 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 So just to, for a frame of reference, that's a Mosasaur.
2: Yeah. So that would also be cool, you know, to have a pet <laughs> Mosasaur in your pool. Um, and then a sour blue drink.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: from time to time, we'll go to So Delicious and get something from their skinny menu. So that's like, you know zero calorie lemonade or diet, whatever. And they have kind of like a kid's menu. So he has like a light lemonade with a little bit of blue curacao.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Anyways, and it's sour to him. So that would be a good gift. I'd be happy with that. And then he surprised us and said flowers. Yeah. So it was actually very, so he redeemed himself from the sea snake to flowers. (laughs) So any of those ideas would be excellent, you know?
0: Yeah, so I think the point of this is if a almost three-year-old can come up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ideas and two of them being actually doable, you should be able to come up with a few ideas out there for your significant other. Um, Okay, I I had one question for you and um, we didn't prepare for this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Valentine's Day, you know you get all kinds of gifts all throughout your life. What was, uh, you know, some that come to mind that you loved and then maybe some that you hated or not hated, but truly just didn't like. And they can be for me if they were, that's fine.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't want to ruffle any I'll fatter, just edit so. this out. <laughs> uh, so it's honestly, it's hard to remember. We have in our little family, we have so many birthdays and holidays that kind of are back to back to back. Like Mm -hmm. my birthday was a couple of days ago and now we're up on Valentine's. So everything kind of bleeds into one thoughtful gift. But, um, (laughs) but you, like I said before, you've done an excellent job with giving me gifts. And I feel like every time I open gifts, I always start crying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know you got them, by the way. If if, If your significant other's crying with the gift, you're good. (laughs) <laughs> so I can't,
2: even, I can't honestly think of happy tears, anything specific for Valentine's. Is that for Valentine's? Did you do the Sam Smith tickets? Was that Valentine's?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So that we was. went to go see a couple of years ago. So Sam Smith actually sang our wedding song, which is the acoustic virgin, version. Of, la- <laughs> of
0: Latch. Latch, of yeah, latch. by Disclosure. And, to, and he sings it. Like, he wasn't at the wedding, but he's the one who sings it. No, he was out.
2: there. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. That would have been awesome. I love Sam. But so we love Sam Smith, and specifically that song. And he has a faster version, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, called Latch that Doug used to play back in the day at hookah that mm-hmm. we danced to at 2 a.m. It's
0: by Disclosure, yep, with yeah. Sam Smith. Mm-hmm.
2: So anyways, so I remember you gave us uh concert tickets for that and that was really fun. It's he has a phenomenal voice. So that was definitely one of my favorites. But you've given me so many great gifts. I've received a lot of not so great gifts <laughs> from people who I will not name. But it was funny, I think I've told my mom about this, but I I think I told you about this too, but there is a time in my life where I always received stupid. It's not okay. This is a thoughtful gift if it's for your partner, but I would always receive a heart necklace with my birthstone in it.
0: Mm. Like
2: and I got it multiple years, multiple years from just many, many, men. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> okay, no, but I, but like three previous guys that I dated before three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they all gave me the same necklace and I'm like, are they just recycling it? Mm to each other and say, Oh, this is what Havlo wants for Valentine's day. <laughs> but it was just and I just remember being so disappointed. Cause I feel like a lot of times when you open a little jewelry box, you're like, Oh my gosh, what was it going to be? Mm-hmm. And there's like, God, the same stupid heart necklace. And my, why do I want my birthstone? Right. Like yeah. I'm all mm-hmm. about self love. It's just like, and it's gaudy. And I was like, Oh God. So anyways, I literally have three of them that I'm going to pawn off pretty soon because <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost laughable now. So anyways, I think, you know, obviously a heart necklace with the birthstone is in it. Like a lot of women or men would love that. I am not that person. I think I even told you a, years ago. When I'm we like, first started dating, I'm you're like, like please don't, God, don't get me don't. a heart
0: necklace with my birthstone. Yeah. And I, was, I said, why would I do that?
2: And then he, I saw the Zell's receipt <laughs> for a return. <laughs> <The> return. <Yeah. laughs>
0: God damn it.
2: <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's something that I just, it was, I guess, con- thoughtful. Actually, I don't think it was thoughtful because it was like, oh, Valentine's heart necklace. Oh, yeah. birthstone, your
0: birthstone. Yeah. I didn't know the birthstone thing. I remember you talking about those necklaces, but the birthstone is, it's uh, is kind of weird. That would be more of a gift for like your mom. Right. Like I would get you something with our son's birthstone in it rather than getting you your own. Right, Birthstone. yeah, I
2: yeah. don't, I mean, it's fine, but, you know, since you asked me my least favorite, i yeah. probably have to say that, and I know I've had much worse, that I, I just can't think of, but, um, again, you just want to find out what's best for your, your partner, and what they like, not a gift that you would want to receive. Right. Doug's actually really good at giving gifts that he wants, he gives a lot of stance socks. <laughs>
0: Not well, okay. Yes, yeah. I do. Yes, but do people not like them?
2: Not as much as you like them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but to anyways. be clear, I, this, I don't remember ever getting you stance socks for Valentine's. Maybe I did, but they were probably fuzzy and you probably love them.
2: You did. You got me Mickey Mouse ones because Bronson liked or Minnie Mouse with hearts on him because Bronson likes Minnie Mouse, but they were stance. Okay. I think that was last Valentine's. Okay, neither here nor there. Okay, but right. just um. Whatever you think your partner would like, just go for that. Write, some, write a cute note. Everyone loves a nice card. Start with that. Don't forget the card. Yeah. You don't want to be exchanging gifts, and then they give you a sweet card, and you're just like, damn it. Yeah, you're like, oh, mine's still at the store. <laughs> not picked up.
0: And You know, one thing I, I've done in the past, and it's not on Valentine's Day, but with you, like, um, and this was obviously, I mean, you could do it now too, but this was pre-pandemic. Um, but just leave little notes around the house. I always thought that was fun, but I would generally do that when, you know, on days you were home with our son and, um, I was going to work, I would just leave those out and I'd leave some for him too, but there's, there's always little things that you can do that can go, you know, a really long way. Um, so yeah, um. Thank you for coming on and discussing this. <laughs> I'll have you back for, you know, many other things. Thank um, you
2: for having me. It was fun.
0: Yeah. And I, I, all, as you know, listening to these, being my, um, one of my number one fans along with your mother, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, always let, you know, a guest plug something that they want to, if you have something that you want to plug that you're doing or just something out there that you think is cool, um, this would be the time for that.
2: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so since I don't, you know, have any cool restaurants that I own, like Birdo does. And speaking, Birdo, your thing was awesome. I know you're listening to this right now, but I am still very confused with the whole cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Yeah. And last I talked to Doug, he was also confused. And the next thing I know, I look on Instagram and he's also going to the moon. <laughs> so I'm left out of that. So We're a
0: team. <laughs> We're- you're there with
2: me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm this little satellite orbiting, just trying to figure out what's going on. But anyways, so a little thing that I want to talk about since it's Black History Month, um, and Black History should be celebrated every month, but I came across this Instagram page called Anti-Racism Daily, and that's also very literal, and it just gives you daily anti-racism tips or things to say, what not to say, and just education around um, black people and the black community and how not to be racist. Um, so the founder is Nicole Cardoza. I believe I'm saying that right. And I saw it was towards the end of January that she posted something about 28 days of black history. And within this, if you were to sign up and, you know, give your email, it's essentially a virtual exhibition that celebrates black history. And it's more. It's not just about the black history that we semi learn about in school, which is like slim to none. It talks about things that we've maybe heard of, or maybe not. So, um, the syphilis study we've all, well, and maybe we haven't heard about that, but I think that's where a lot of the, uh, a lot of the black community, especially black men are worried about with getting the COVID vaccine.
0: Right. You know, they, yeah, I didn't know about it until you told me about it and it, well, obviously, oh Doug. Here we go. See? I married?
2: So this is for you, Doug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's one of those things. This is like you can be an advocate and an ally and be anti-racist, but not know about a lot of these huge historical events. And no matter what color you are or shade on the spectrum you are, um, you there's always something to learn. Whether you're white or black, brown, whatever, there's always something to learn. And they talk about um, the Negro History Bulletin, which I had no idea about and the meaning and story behind uh, Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit. I have heard the song, but I had no idea the context behind it and where that derived from. So if you're thinking like, okay, I have no idea what she's talking about, great, then this is for you. And it's nice because you can sign up now. And this is not an ad. This person doesn't even know who I am. I just think it's really cool. <laughs> but you can sign up um, online at 28daysofblackhistory.com. You need to submit your email, then every night you receive a quick, maybe three to five minute read about some sort of event or person, um, in black history that's made an impact. Um, so I would definitely suggest checking that out. It's really interesting and it's free and learning never stops. So be an ally and give it a try.
0: Perfect. Thank you. I'll put all those, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, well, it's a bigger discussion. Like I don't want to like go into a discussion about, <clears throat> about black history right now, because like you said, I don't, I, I truly don't think there should be just like a black history month. Like it's all black history. You've said this before and many people have, but black history is American history. Like yeah. Black history is history. Unless
2: you know, you're that school from Utah, that Montessori (laughs) school, shout out to North Ogden for letting kids opt out of black history. Anyways, hot topic, but they've since revoked that. So, right. Right. But if you ever wanted to have a podcast talking about black history, you know, just, holler upstairs and i'll come on down
0: perfect all right i'll have all those links in the bio uh or in the uh, not the bio but the podcast description as well so thank you for coming on thank you it was fun love you love you too all right
2: i'm uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so first uh, episode of Tales from the DJ Booth. I should probably come up with a better name, but it is what it is. Uh, Let me set the stage a little bit. Um, I had been DJing at a place in Murray, Utah called The Hookah Bar for, at this point, probably about five months-ish. Every Friday, I had a night there, a residency there, uh, and it was ladies' night, so I DJed every Friday night. This particular Friday night, a, a good friend of mine that goes back uh, with me on the music side of things, on the hip hop side, doing shows and whatnot, uh, my friend Joe Baca had his clothing line launch at Hookah, um, so we were celebrating that. Um, there was a great crowd. Joe always has you know really good people come out. I generally had a pretty decent following that would come out to Hookah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, the night was, um, I think it was around 11, probably quarter to 12 at this point. And the hostess, um, shout out to Shelby came up to me and said, you know, do you mind? Cause I'm on stage. Do you mind if a, uh, a few Utah jazz players come up here and hang out? And I'm like, no, that's cool. You know, I, it's whatever to me at 2015. I mean, who was playing for the jazz Gordon Hayward. And I don't know, but, uh, I said, yeah, that's cool. So I'm DJing and, you know, as any bar or club, it's kind of dark. There's lights going and, and um, I look out of the corner of my eye and I see one guy come in and, you know, he's probably like 6'6". And I'm like, okay, I can't tell who it is. He has a hoodie on. And then this other guy is behind him and he is, he looks like he's seven foot, you know, hoodie, really skinny, skinny jeans. And he's, you know, he's dark. I can't really see who it is from afar and I'm not going to turn around and look. (laughs) So I'm thinking, man, I don't know. I don't know any jazz players that fit that description. You know, maybe it's a guy on, maybe it's a G League player. I don't know. It's whatever, really, because I'm just having fun spinning. And um, I'm DJing and my boy, uh, Zach Collard, who would come to almost every Friday night would come out comes up and he smacks my shoulder, grabs it. And I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, Kevin Garnett is right behind you. And right there. I was like, oh shit. Oh my God. Right. Cause backstory to this, he was my, him and Ray Allen were my favorite players. But in high school, I played basketball uh, on the team and I wore number 21 because of Kevin Garnett. Like I had his shoes. I had his posters on my wall. I collected his cards like he was my guy so when this happened I tried as hard as possible not to turn into a little fanboy awkward you know I just tried to keep it cool right like I do this is what I do I do this I DJ for famous ass people and my idols right (laughs) so I'm DJing and the couches for a frame of reference the DJ booth is at the front of the stage the couches are probably a good five four feet behind that um maybe a little bit more and I feel this hand tap my shoulder about 15 20 minutes into my set uh, into the when they after they had they had got there so I'm like okay I turn around and he's like he's like you're doing a great job and he shook my hand and I was like thank you and I was like oh my god like I don't even know how to explain this to someone who doesn't have an idol growing up, but I mean that's what it was, right? There's very few people I could have met where I would have felt this way, you know. If I met Jay Z, I would 100% be this way, right? But Kevin Garnett on the basketball side of things is the guy for me. So I'm like, holy shit, don't mess up, just keep it cool. And you know, another couple minutes goes by. I switch into. Uh, I still remember. Um, The Jay-Z and Rick Ross song Fuck With Me You Know I Got It Played that and I hear from the back oh, Shit And I'm like yep I got him I got him And um, man it was just a fun night He stood up uh, Again grabbed my shoulder I don't know what that is by the way This isn't just him doing it and my friend Zach A lot of people grab the shoulder When you're DJing like you're not doing something And to be clear i'm actually a dj that djs you know i i mix i cut uh, i'm not like some djs that some people would see just pressing a button and waving their hands in the air so don't get it twisted i'm actually doing something so when you grab the shoulder it's like oh god what the hell anyways i turn around and he's like he's like i only have one request so i'm like son of a bitch i hope i have whatever he wants <laughs> and uh uh, I had probably got this song three days prior because it had just come out on the record pools. And it was B.O.B. Uh, and Trey songs, Not For Long. I think that's, yeah, Not For Long. And he's like, can you play that? And I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> and I played it and he started going crazy. And, you know, people were trying to come up to the stage. This is the one of the few times, Not, I don't want to be mean, but where the hookah security was like, nope, nobody's coming up here. Because I would have loved that a few nights when I was up there solo, dolo, DJing. But Kevin Garnett's up there. And uh, man, people were just standing and looking like, holy shit, this is crazy, this is great. And yeah, it was. I was was super excited. So the night's winding down. um, The lights are coming on. They're starting to kick people out. Obviously, they're not going to kick Kevin Garnett out. Uh, I believe the... Um the other dude that was with him was uh I believe his name was Alan Henderson. Or Alan Anderson, sorry, Anderson. Uh who had played for Brooklyn. This is when KG played for Brooklyn, so close to the end of his career. And um there was a female with them as well who was with um the Alan Anderson. Again, I think that's his name. I'm I feel bad not remembering now, but he didn't play a ton in the NBA, but but anyways, I turned around and I started, you know, just wrapping up my stuff. And he put his hand out. So I shook his hand and he's like, I'm Kevin. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, do I play this cool? Or do I just say, you know, how I feel? So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to say how I feel. And I was like, man, you don't have to introduce yourself to me. I told him my name, you know, I'm Will, you know, trying to keep it cool. Um, you don't have to introduce yourself to me. Like, you were my idol growing up. I was like, I had your n one shoes with the zipper. <laughs> I had number 21 because you, I had your posters on my wall. Um, and he was like, he, you know, he was just like, that's love. That's great. And then he went into his pocket and slapped my hand and said, you know, he had money in his hand and said, this isn't a lot, but I appreciate what you did tonight. Um, he said a lot of other shit that I, I, as a white man can't repeat. (laughs) He called me his you know, you can fill in the blank. He called me that a couple of times and said, you need to get an agent and you need to tour. Do you tour? Do you, do you travel to DJ? And I was like, Hey man, listen, if you're throwing a party and you want me there, then I travel. Yes. And they just laughed. And by the way, I had slipped that money into my pocket. I didn't even look at it again, trying to play cool. Like I do this all the time. Um, so we talked for probably another 15, 20 minutes, you know, um, Unfortunately, they couldn't do any type of pictures because they weren't supposed to like, be out, obviously, the night before a game. But I, at this point, Kevin Garn, Garnett didn't give a shit. He's towards the end of his career, Brooklyn, Brooklyn isn't really doing anything, um, you know, competitive anyways. So um, he was really, really nice. I walked into the bathroom, um, just kind of sat there and soaked it in for a sec, washed my hands, pulled out the money that he said wasn't a lot. It was a $100 tip. Which is, you know, the single largest tip I've gotten from Kevin Garnett and from my uh, one of my brother's dads, not my my blood brother, but I call him my brother, uh, Lamon Reynolds, one of my good friends' dads, uh, gave me a hundred dollar tip one time too. So those are the only two people, man. So if you're trying to top it at the next event I DJ, just know you got to go, you got to go above a hundred. <laughs> but um, was honestly one of the funnest nights. I, at this time I was dating my wife and, um, you know, she was there and we had left and I just remember laying in bed next to her and just like, I could not sleep. I probably didn't go to sleep in, until like four thirty. I woke up at quarter to seven. I went to the fucking grocery store, <laughs> bought some stuff for breakfast to cook. And, um, yeah, that, that night, I mean, he was so nice to me. He was so nice to the staff. Uh, going back to the interview I did with Mike and what I've heard from other people as well, um, he just wasn't a nice guy. But I think that was basketball-wise, and which I get. You have to try to keep that mentality and like focus on what you need to do. Uh, but again, he was nothing but super nice to me. Um, so I'll always um, be very thankful for that moment um meeting one of my heroes. So uh yeah, it was a very, very, very cool night. Um I will again do these uh tales from the DJ booth. I really gotta think of something better. Maybe I'll just keep it at that. Whatever. Uh stories once a month. Um but this is by far my favorite. DJing has um given me the capability of meeting a lot of people that I've looked up to like with this with Kevin Garnett. So I have a bunch of other stories that I'd love to share throughout the life of this podcast. So, that wraps up the first segment episode of Tales from the DJ Booth. Let's uh let's give away some roses. Okay, so these roses on episode 7 of the Will Wonder Pod go to none other Than a person who has Rose in their name. And that would be my mother in law, uh, Rosemary Washington. And the reason I give her these roses is she has been such an amazing help with our son, watching him twice a week while we work from home. If anyone out there is working from home with a toddler or, you know, multiple toddlers, my God. Uh, I pray for you, but um, she has really helped out watching him during the week, two days a week, which gives us a lot of time to get stuff done. Um, And beyond that, she's not just watching him, she's teaching him things, she's keeping him very active, doing engaging things where it's fun for him, but he's also learning at the same time. Um, So, I mean, I I will forever be in debt for the stuff that she has done for us with our son. Uh, And on top of that, Obviously, you know, she raised, um my wife to be a great woman, an amazing woman that I fell in love with. So without her, like, where are we today? I don't know. You know, I'm probably doing a podcast in a basement somewhere else, you know, not happy, (laughs) but, um, uh, and then beyond all of that, like this may seem very small, but she listens to every single podcast. Right. And she could give two shits about the NFL, (laughs) two shits about that. She enjoys basketball. Don't, don't get me wrong. She does enjoy basketball, but the intricacies of the NBA. Like she doesn't care, but she listens to every single podcast. She even texts me afterwards. This was great. I liked this, which is really cool. You know, like who, whose mother-in-law listens to their podcasts about, you know, mostly about sports and music. So, um, so I mean, there's a number of other things I could get into. She's just a very amazing person. I love her to death. So these roses go to my mother-in-law, Rosemary. Okay, we are going to head out now. Um, As always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Um, If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. And I hope you all have a great week. Have a very happy Valentine's Day as well. Talk to you next week. Peace.